0: Hey on the clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and
1: George Martinez. You're on the clock. Sojo it is. it
0: What's going on the clock radio fans? How are you doing this beautiful Monday? December 28th 2020 man how are you guys doing George what's up man
1: what up I'm just rolling at
0: a Christmas
1: and into New Year's baby and that's That's what I'm talking
0: about we're rolling right out of 2020 into 2021 I can't wait for it look we have a lot to talk about over the weekend so many things happen so many crazy football uh, (laughs) scenarios playoff implications who's in who's out a lot of things went on, man. We're gonna cover it all. Raiders, Dolphins. I gotta recap. Alvin Kamara rushing for six NFL touchdowns is huge. Hasn't been done in 91 years. And the Bucs cripple the Lions. I can't believe that 47 routing that they gave them. Uh, also, we have an Urban Meyer sighting. He might be coming back. There's two teams that really want him to be in the NFL. We'll see if that's gonna be great. And my Miami Hurricanes, the King will be coming back for one more year. We gotta discuss it. Heisman finalists and a couple guys that won't be playing in bowl games that we we're kind of bummed about. But don't go anywhere, stay locked in. We're rolling all day, all night. Listen, man, you're on the clock. Stick around. We got what you want. We got the game set. So
1: don't complain yet. 24-7, never begging for a rain check. Old school soldiers passing out the hot shit. That rock shit. Putting bounce in the moss pit. Go no weather.
0: I thought you might like that this morning, man, this Monday morning rolling here. I thought you might like a little limp biscuit, man.
1: You know, the the level of diversity that we have on our podcast. I love it, man. Hey, you get everything on this podcast. A
0: little bit of everything. We give we give you what you want. We give the people what they that's want, it. man. That should it, be our motto. That should it. be on a t shirt. OTC. Give the people what they want.
1: <laughs>
0: it it. it I mean, sounds like a new Logan. Oh God, I love it. I think it's gonna be a new a new slogan for us, man. Hey man, real quick. I don't I don't want to rush into anything, man. But how was your Christmas, man? How was it? Was it everything you wanted? Everything was gonna be, man.
1: It was great, man. Always enjoy spending time with the family the kids, the, you know, all the nephews and, and, you know, like I told you before on, on the previous podcast, my kids are spoiled. They get Christmas with my mom, then they go to my dad's house. And then, you know, my in-laws or grandparents. So it's three or four days. It's, it's a long stretch of three or four days for us here in our household. So a day like today, you know, last night, the kids just crash. They crash early to bed. They're so tired. And so exhausted from from the last three or four couple of days, but it's a great time. man. had a blast. How how was your Christmas? You know, I I'm I'm glad you I'm glad that was good for
0: you, man. I love Christmas. It was good for me, man. I, I was really shocked and surprised at the gifts that I got this year. I <sighs> must have been really good all of 2020. It must have been my TikTok videos. It must have been <laughs> it must have been this podcast. I don't know. The kids came through, man. My um, it was good, man. I got a polo outfit. Little sweater suit thing that I look dope in. Okay, I got a T-shirt that says Beard Gang. I mean, I yeah, man, I, I was uh I was really dope over the gifts, man. And she went all out, and the kids went all out, and then uh, to see my kids, I, I don't know, I don't know if you're, you are you'll do this in a couple of years when you're, especially your son. Whatever gift he gets, it becomes your gift. Like does that does that make any sense? Like whatever you, oh no, it does,
1: it does actually. Th- th- this year, uh I got him a fishing pole. Okay. It's it's really it's a joint gift before I told the wife to get it for me. Or I asked her to get it for me, but really I, I wanted to take him fishing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, more for, it's it's more for me than it is for him because yeah, yeah two years old, he doesn't really know what fishing is. But I, I want to teach him a tradition. I want to have something to do with him at a young early age. We can just go out in the backyard, put the fishing pole out there, and just relax. You're a really
0: good dad because I, I told I told I told my son's mother I was like I told Keisha, I like, look. I want to show them how to shoot. So I couldn't buy them any guns. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I want to go to the government. She's like, she he's 10. I was like, yeah, 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 he'll be with me when yeah. I, she's he'll like, no. Right. So anyway, what we ended up doing was he, he got a whole bunch of cool stuff, but I bought them uh, or Santa got them a, uh PlayStation VR uh, virtual reality thing. Have you ever, have you ever seen these? Like, I know you've seen them, but have you ever tried it?
1: No, no, I've never, I've never tried one on.
0: I've never been so addicted to a video game in my life. This virtual reality thing, uh, it comes with the Iron Man game. And listen, after two and a half hours of playing that game, I am Iron Man. <laughs> like, like, dude, this thing was, it was freaky how, how, it was freaky how real it looked inside that those goggles, man. I, I thought it was going to be corny. I thought it was going to be like, you know, really lame. It was really dope, especially when you put the headphones on. You feel like you can, you're in there. And they they have so many details in this game like when you're flying, you can hear the wind. You can, you can hear people calling your name. Like it's it's freaky, how your mind is like into this world right now. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that you know you came into the studio with a different sense of swagger. Oh, I'm coming on, son. So now now I know where it's coming I am. from. I'm
0: feeling like Tony Stark. You see my beard right here. I know you can't. <laughs> on the fans, they can't see. You see, I, I've shaped it up to like a little Tony Starkish. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was it was. I am Iron Man, man. I'm gonna walk around with these glasses from now on and. It, it was good it. It, it was a good christmas man and then uh he got a he got like he got an electric uh bike a little electric dirt bike
1: okay that's what's up
0: yeah it was that's not a good gift i, I don't I don't recommend this thing and i'm gonna Why? Take, so I've told you over and over on this podcast out of my four children the one that worries me the most and that's the ten year old Jaden he worries me the most and he's the one that got it oh boy listen to me he has been he drove this thing until the batteries went out. Okay, and he wants
1: you to pick him up for a ride.
0: <laughs> he's going around this neighborhood just zimming around corners and it scares the crap out of me cuz these people can't drive around here. But he's in their garage. It's flipped over and I'm like, "What happened to it?" And he's like, "Nothing. I'm trying to figure out how to make it faster." I'm like, "No. No. No, no,
1: no." He's <laughs> trying to customize it
0: already? <laughs> no, you you only had this for a day. You, 10 miles an hour is fine. He goes, "This is 10 miles an hour? I got to get up to 20." I'm like, what? "No. We're not what doing are you this." Doing? <laughs> but Christmas was good, man. I got a lot of gifts. One of the gifts being was a dolphin win over the Raiders as well. Oh, um, that was awesome. And again,
1: you know, and we talked a little bit about this before. Yeah. If there was ever a NFL version of a baseball team, it's the Dolphins. <laughs> exactly remind The you Dolphins of. remind me of a living version of the Tampa Bay Rays because <laughs> they find a the way know to do it. the starting pitcher is going to be? Okay, they got relief guys starting. They got starting pitchers and coming in relief. I saw, I saw, I saw a little bit of the game, and I saw you know Tua started the game was doing okay, but nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah. and. You know, they were down and they brought in the closer. They brought in Fitzmagic. magic. They really did. He drove them down. Offense opened up. They scored, I don't know, like 10 points in in, in four minutes. Yeah, man. Yeah. And they won
0: the game. The the, the fit's magic part was when his face mask is being ripped off. <laughs> his head's to the side, and he just chucks a football down forty yards for a beautiful completion, dropped in between the corner and the safety. I mean, you're just how much more magical can you get? You know, so I
1: mean? Patrick Mahomes tweeted out. Oh, and he, he said that was the no look pass of the year <laughs> because, you know, Mahomes is known for his no look passes. Right. You know, all the shenanigans he tries on the full field that who knows how he gets away with it all. Yeah. But Fitzmatrick did his best Patrick Mahomes impersonation, his face mask. So if you didn't see the play, you know, th- this is late in the fourth quarter. Fitzmacher is, you know, dropping back to, to, to throw the ball. And his face mask, his face is looking straight. But his face mask is pointing either to the sideline or almost behind him. So he cannot see where he's throwing the ball because his neck he's gonna have to see a chiropractor after after that. I mean that to catch him in usually,
0: usually when that happens where where the with a quarterback or any of anybody where the face mask gets ripped, the whatever you're doing ceases. It doesn't it doesn't happen anymore. You know what I mean? Right. He literally caught him. I mean, ball was already coming out. He literally caught him at the very last second, and the momentum on the ball just had enough. I'm actually happy he pulled his face mask, because what if he does if The he safety looks like he goes right. over the top and picks it. You know what I mean? Right. If he throws no, it 10 right. more yards. I don't know. No. I don't know. It was yeah, just amazing.
1: No, it's Fitzmagic, baby.
0: <laughs> it was. And Fitzmagic fit coming right. to the game reminded me of when Tua in a national championship, Jalen Hurts couldn't get it done. They bring in Tua. He throws a magical pass, wins the national championship. Yeah, it looked like Georgia. that. I remember that. Yeah, man. So let me ask you this. So we we originally said, and I, I've been happy with Brian Flores. I really have been. An amazing head coach. Amazing everybody on that staff is really bought into what's going on, and what's happening right now. So I I, I, I love what's, what's happening. But let's 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 put it on the table here. Fitzpatrick did nothing wrong in those first five games, six games or whatever. That he got to play for the Dolphins. We all expected Fitzpatrick to be Fitzpatrick in some way, somehow, kind of go downhill. Cause that's what his been an MO is, right? He starts really hot in the first five, six games, and then he kinda just shimmers down. You know what I mean? Well, Brian Flores starts Tua. Tua plays a couple good games. But this is the second time Fitzpatrick has come into the game and helped the Dolphins win, bro. He's got him out yeah. of there. Yeah, he's bailed him out. He bailed him out twice. So my question is: Going forward, do we start Tua or do we
1: start Fitzpatrick? I think you do exactly what you've done so far. So really, so in the six games that you know Fitzpatrick was the starting quarterback, the Dolphins were three and three. Yeah. Okay. Since Tua took over, they're now five and two, six and two. After after today's win, because we get credit for the win, Uh, he'll be six and two. Wins speak louder than numbers, and and yes, you know. Tua isn't making the mistake. So here's here's what I think. The longer Fitzpatrick plays in a game, the more likely he is to make mistakes. Mm. Where Tua is the opposite. Tua doesn't seem like he wants to push the ball down the field a whole lot. He's taking the check down. He's taking the five-yard runs. He he's just managing the game. They're playing great defense, and they're getting by. Right. Where when they need a spark, when they need a gutsy kind of play, they kind of bring in Fitzpatrick. So it's just like baseball, you're starting to get you seven innings yeah. of shutout kind of ball, right? Keep the low score, and then bring, the bring it over to the in and, and, and 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 I think that it's not going to work long term, right? But for the Dolphins right now, given their identity, who they are, they are a scrappy team, is right. what they are. They are a scrappy football team that just finds different ways. Yeah. To win games. And, and, and this works for them.
0: You're right, man. It really is. And, and I have a soundbite here from John Gruden uh, after the post interview, which leading up to that pass that we're talking about, I think the Raiders made a bad I I don't I don't know if it's a bad decision. Maybe, maybe it's not a bad. I just would am not built on this this philosophy. Okay. For you fans that didn't catch the game, or for the fans that did catch the game, you know what I'm talking about. But for the ones that didn't catch it, the Raiders had a chance to really go up by five points. Okay. Instead of going by one, all they had to do was score a touchdown. But they wanted to run the clock out so much that they decided on the two yard line going into the end zone not to score. To take a knee. To take a couple knees, have you know start the clock, running back, kind of dances and then falls down, but not to score. Now I, I ask you, we, me and you have been on, we've we've been offensive gurus here for a long time now. Do we take that approach and not score? Because you asked a great question. You and you brought this up when we were watching this game. When in the hell did play when teams just not have confidence in their defenses anymore? You asked a great question and during the game, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Because to me, I score that touchdown. And if we if even if I give him the ball back in a minute and a half, you gotta go score. You saw what he did. He threw one pass, they got fifteen yard penalty. We're gonna kick the field goal. We're good to go. I I think you I think you try to score because even with that 15 yard penalty, now he has two seconds to try to throw a touchdown into the end zone to score and win the game. You know what I'm saying? If everything plays out the way it is, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Liberty University did the same thing against Coastal Carolina. If nobody watched that game, that was a fin- a a chaotic experience. For now and for the players, for the coaches, I've never been built on not scoring. Okay? Joshua Mack, he is the running back for Liberty University. He gets two rushes on the two yard line. He tries not to score. And I've never seen a defense pull in a running back into the end zone. I've <laughs> never seen this. To
1: get him to score. I've
0: never seen this happen before. Trying to score so their offense can get the ball back. And then backfiring on Liberty University, they fumble the ball. Now, if you just score and tell Coastal Carolina try to come down here on our defense, put pressure on them, I think I think that's a better avenue than not trying to score. Because in overtime, Coastal Carolina, Liberty University still won in overtime, but it doesn't have to go that route. Why give these guys chances? What are your thoughts on that? Score or don't
1: score? You play to win the game. Herman was it? Herman Edwards said that, didn't he? That's it. Yeah. That's the man that said it. You play to win. To win the game in these situations if you're on offense and you have the ability to create more stressful environment for your opponent you do it you do it if I'm right. the Raiders I scored now I know I know why the Raiders thought about it. Okay, so the week, a couple weeks prior, they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. They score. They give Patrick Mahomes a minute and 15 seconds left. He goes on and score. They win the game. And
0: that's exactly, what,
1: that's exactly what Gruden said. Yep. I get it. But, and again, you're a Dolphins fan. I don't want to offend you. No. But Fitzmatrick, nor Tua, is Patrick Mahomes. At not the even offense close. The Dolphins that Kansas City has is nowhere near the roster that Miami has. By far superior roster in Kansas City. And coaching, I agree with that.
0: Here's John Gruden uh, talking about it post-interview. Take a listen.
1: Well, we did that against Kansas City. Honestly, we scored with a minute 15 left and Mahomes went down and beat us. And we felt the play uh, was to eliminate all the clock and all the timeouts and put them back with... Uh, Uh, they're back against the wall with 19 seconds left. I don't regret it. I didn't want Mitt Fitzpatrick to have the ball, he was uh, doing a good job in the second half. I didn't want him to be in a four down situation. Uh, he's a gunslinger, he was hot. That's all I can say. I don't regret it one bit. I just regret the results,
0: and I'm sure he does regret the results because that's what you that's ultimately what happened to happen. He he felt in his heart he did the right thing. I can't be mad at that, but still.
1: I'm scoring. There's 19 seconds left to go yeah. the entire length of a football field. Right. I'm scoring. Right. You, you kick it out. You know, you score a touchdown. You kick it out of the back of the end zone. They got to go 75 yards to win. To win. You put it where they got to go 75 yards. Instead, you kick the field goal. Now you kick it through the end zone. Now they only got to go 40 yards to just kick a field goal. And you're playing in a dome. Yeah. There's so no, there's no weather factor. Yeah, there's no weather. There's no wind. There's nothing that stops these kickers from making especially in a dome. It even adds a little distance because there's no there's nothing that can stop the kick in my opinion. And again, you and I are offensive guys. Yeah, you go for the win. You make it where they have to score to beat you. You have to I I don't go can't beat you. I agree with you, man.
0: And again, it was a fluke. It was a fluke that he threw the balls, a fluke that the man caught it. It's a fluke that we got that penalty. All that stuff happened. But then again, you can put it into maybe it's a fluke or Fitz magic. But again, even if he catches that football, they still got to get in the end zone.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's the point. So let's say the same thing happened. The same event still transpired, but they had to score a touchdown versus a field goal. That game ends differently. Yeah, the Oakland Raiders probably win the game because now it becomes just a hail mary from the thirty-five, you know, thirty-yard line. Yeah, and that's it. Then you just play prevent defense. You put six people, and then you take that chance. But to me, a hail mary with six people in the end zone versus the Dolphins four players has better odds for me statistically as the Raiders than a field goal being kicked from fifty yards from a guy that is in a dome and can kick it. Yeah, I just I don't want to put it on a field goal guy to to decide my fate. Either way, I want to put it in the end zone, play defense, get out of there.
0: I I totally agree with you. And again, that that's it. that shows a sign that you just don't trust your defense. You you just don't trust it. Speaking of defenses that don't that I really don't trust, I don't trust the Minnesota Vikings rushing defense whatsoever. Watching <laughs> Alvin Kamara just dice for six freaking rushing touchdowns, which me and you said when we watched the game, it could have been seven if Sean Payton didn't take him out when uh, Taysom Hill scored his rushing touchdown. It could have been six then, and then another seventh. I, I don't – to go down in history as a team that allowed Alva Kamara to score six rushing touchdowns, which was amazing. Again, it hasn't happened in 91 years, and we've had some amazing running backs. You know we what, have what I'm
1: saying? Have we, you've had some – Larry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, <sighs> Deshaun Alexanders, Priest Holmes. Oh, my God. Smith. I mean, you've had some Hall of Fame guys. You're naming classics I mean, right Tomlinson. now. I mean Jerome Bettis. The list goes on and on and on of guys who have played in, in our lifetime, at least, who have never come close to six, to six touchdowns. And here you have Alvin Kamara, just easily get right. six. Could have had seven. Like some you said. Of, some of those guys didn't even get four rushing touchdowns. You
0: know what I'm saying? But those those are good. The Saints look strong against that team. Um, he won everything on fantasy football points that you can want to be. If you had, if you were versus somebody with Alvin Kamara on it. I know you just shut down the app. It was over. It was a <laughs> wrap. It was a wrap.
1: It sucks. You know, and again, I play fantasy football. I'm on the other end. I have Alvin Kamara. Right. Sorry, El Bushman. Um, shout out to <laughs> cafe. Yeah, to, for uh, fantasy.sports.com uh, fantasy football group that we're in. But I, I had him to know that after Christmas, the game's over. Yeah. At that point, it's okay. It doesn't matter what happens. No one's going to score six touchdowns individually nope. Nope, to nope, top nope. what he did. So as long as my team does okay, as long as they show up, get a couple yards, it's good. They yeah. can just sit out a little bit and it'll
0: be fine. Yeah, I and mean, you just relaxing uh, and just just laughing it. at the other guy talking shit. Yeah, it was,
1: uh, it was a good thing, man. It was I mean, amazing to
0: watch, man, especially, you know, in our lifetime. We've – think about how much football we have watched from the high school level, college level, NFL level. To watch somebody set a record, it's, it's still amazing in a lifetime. You know what I mean? One of the records that I, I loved that I was hoping that would happen is when Tom Brady went on that run with the Patriots and they were 16-0. I was like, oh, my God, am I going to be, you know, alive in my generation to see a team go completely undefeated? That oh, would have been amazing. You know what I'm saying? Because t- we talk about the same two Dolphins, but that's only one year they've ever done it, which is, again, we're surprised nobody's ever done it with some of the dominant teams that we've seen in the last 40 years. You know what I'm saying? Bro, it, it was great to see Alvin Kamara do it. I was kind of disappointed. I was on Facebook mad as hell at Sean Payton. I'm like, yo. <laughs> Not give him the ball. You know, give give me him ball. the record. Don't let him tie it. Let at, him break it. At some point, I was like, yo. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Break the record. Fuck tying a record. Nobody wants to tie a record. Nobody goes, no, God, I, I wish I could tie that. Like, no, you want to break the record. I was upset to the point where I was like, this has to be a money thing. The guy in the box be like, yo, 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 don't uh, do that. We got to give him $400,000 <laughs> if he rushes for more than five. Thousand. Like, we can't do that, man. Don't, don't, don't give him the ball. Um, but I was happy to see him at least let him tie it. I, I feel bad for the, my, the Minnesota Vikings head coach. He's a DC kind of guy. Um, uh, Zimmerman, he, he's a, Mike Zimmerman, he, he's a, he's a DC guy, man. And I, I know he did it doesn't sit well that he he got six rushing touchdowns put on him, but you know that's why you play the game. Um, some some teams that that looked uh, up. Oh, go ahead. What's up, bro?
1: So the Saints. I I said this, and I was, and you're and you're gonna go what? No. You're not gonna believe me. The Saints are overrated. No, I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree the with that. are overrated. So hidden. In this 55 point game outburst yes. at the Saints had, they still gave up 33 points. They really did. Yeah. It's part one. Part two, Drew Brees, yeah, he threw for 300 yards, zero touchdowns, and yep. two interceptions. Yep. Now, on the last podcast, we mentioned to our fans that we would hint to some items that are happening in New Orleans. Yeah. So, I'm going to tell you what I think is happening right now. Mm-hmm. You remember before the season started, Drew Brees was scrutinized for some of the comments he made. Yes. Before the season started. You remember that? Absolutely. vividly. you remember one of the first guys that came out in uh, being upset, very disgruntled, was his number one receiver in Michael Thomas. I agree. And some of his linemen came out and said the same thing. Our show has been able to predict <laughs> some of the things that have happened. Right. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to tell you this. I think the rib injury that Drew Brees had yeah. was caused. It wasn't intentional, but I think his offensive linemen don't believe in him. They don't yeah. care for him because but it was why wait till now to do it when you could have did it week it one was, or two? It was, three, it was three weeks ago though. It was three weeks ago. It was in the thick of things. So you're right. Why not early in the year? Yeah. But I think now I think this has been happening all year. Just Drew Brees has not been injured. Now, he's been taking shots all year long.
0: Right. Just never just a called an injury.
1: It, it just it never became an injury. Got it. Okay. That's part one. Part two of this is Surprisingly enough, the week that Drew Brees comes back and is healthy enough to play, Michael Thomas apparently has another ankle injury and <laughs> yes. is gone to the playoffs. Right. He had no problem when Taysom Hill was a quarterback. He mm. was playing on the ankle. That Drew, Drew comes back, back and then he has another ankle injury. He wants to leave. They have not played any games together this year. Really? I want you to think about that.
0: No, they, oh, they've played games. some games
1: together. They had to. They've played three games all year together.
0: Mm. And you don't think it's coincidence. You think it's on purpose. I think
1: it's intentional. I don't think Michael Thomas wants to play with Drew Brees.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I me, think Drew me my little conspiracy Brees, right? theory, I think Drew Brees, is this is his last year. I think, I think so, too. I think Matthew Stafford is done in the, in the as the Lions. I think Matthew Stafford is a saint next year. That's what I think. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you had a if you had a replacement quarterback, that's what I go after. If I'm Sean Payton, another gunslinger like Drew Brees, why not? And you've seen what he does wow. when he has weapons around him. That's my little theory. But again, I can't I can't knock yours because I mean, three games in 16 games. That's 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 a little bit.
1: Um, yeah, got to put a red flag it's up on it. It's interesting. It's, it's interesting to look into and that. The Saints haven't been themselves. The Saints do a very good job of keeping things internal. Yeah, as far as he doesn't get into it, nothing gets into it. So that's why we haven't heard anything about. it. I don't think we'll hear anything about it until the year's over. Yeah, but I think there's trouble in New Orleans.
0: You're right, and it could be. It definitely could be, man. You know, it's it's kind of hard to see when they're all partying in the freaking <laughs> in the locker room dancing again. But well, so, so yeah. and
1: that was Jameis Winston led party. Well, they did. They did. The they the did Bucks. another one
0: after they after they won that. They did another one, and I see Drew Brees dancing. I saw Sean Payne dancing. But you're right. You know,
1: Michael Thomas isn't there. Maybe there's beef. I think there's beef there. I don't and even see him on the sidelines. Saw, I saw a video, a, a little caption of, it was It was a game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Drew Brees goes to the sign to go talk to Jared Cook. Mm. They're end, in yeah. about, a I guess, a play or a route that he missed, ran or something like that. Right. So as Drew Brees is talking to him, Jared Cook is looking the other direction. I haven't listened to I didn't him. want nothing to do with him. Really? This is Jericho. Jericho is one of the nicest guys in the NFL.
0: I would say so, yeah. I've seen him Yeah, a couple times. That's interesting, man. Is Michael Thomas on the sideline? Because, you know, usually when you're injured, you still come to the home games. You're still obligated to come to the game. It, 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 it's a COVID year.
1: Yeah. So you wonder, COVID, do they want him around, this, any mm. other? I would say he's there. Yeah. Just you know, from a distance, probably they probably put him in a in the clubhouse or the right. clubhouse in the in the suite or something. To let him watch the game from up there. That way, he's still in confinement from being able to get COVID.
0: Okay, and that's I can understand that. You know, with with a lot of pieces, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces next year. It's going to be very interesting to see the off season, what transpires, who's going where, what head coaches are coming in. Because speaking of head coaches, we've had a Urban Meyer sighting. Urban Urban Meyer sighting. So he might be an urban legend that he might be coming to the NFL. There's, but, but there's been teams reaching out to him. We just don't know which teams yet. And which watch later on today, this afternoon,
1: it'll break. If there are podcast. Right. it'll break. Show, after the show goes live. Right. So there's two teams allegedly. Okay. That have surfaced and have been in contact with Urban Meyer. And Urban wanted to wait till the playoffs to make it publicly known what teams he's been in contact with. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here's here I'm gonna go on a limb.
0: Okay. Walk on that walk on a, that plank.
1: What you got? If I had to pick a team. So it has to be a team that has a head coaching opening right now. Okay. Is the way that I look at it. Sure. Or maybe we'll have one here in the future. Right. So we'll do both. He's has connections to the state of Florida. I'm going to say Jacksonville Jaguars, especially Ooh. after the fact that they have just clinched the number one overall pick. Ooh. That, that could be the carrot that brings Urban back because they're legitimately probably a legit quarterback away from being good. They have a good defense. They're young. Yeah. They have a, an aspiring offense. They got pieces around the quarterback. They just don't have a quarterback. Now you give Urban the chance to draft his own guy. Yeah. Which now may even He's an Ohio State guy May even throw Justin Fields into that mm. number One overall discussion However I still think it's Trevor Lawrence Yeah I think Jacksonville Jacksonville makes sense
0: I can understand that That's a good one I mean San Francisco makes sense too 49ers makes sense And I'll tell you why
1: What? They're not getting rid of Mike Shanahan I think they get rid of him they're not going no, to get, get, no, get, get rid of Mike Shanahan. They're not going to get rid of Mike
0: Shanahan. Jacksonville and who else? He's not going to go to Detroit. He's not going to go to Detroit. He's not going to go to Detroit, here. right? We, and we're going to talk about your your. Bucks in a little bit. Here's the other one. Who? You want to the other one? Sure.
1: Houston, Texans.
0: Now, that one seems a little intriguing. That one seems a Deshaun little...
1: Watson. Yeah. You got some things there. You got J.J. Watt on the other side. But before Texas. we can
0: before we can even discuss what teams, do you think Urban Meyer is ready for NFL? Yes. You really think so? I don't I, – you know, what it's one thing to, to – Well, it's one th- – you're right. What, what's left to do? But some coaches just aren't meant to play in the league. They're not meant to coach oh, no, in the league.
1: Nick Saban is proven
0: it. Nick Saban, Nick Saban Chip Kelly.
1: From college to, to the Dolphins right. sucked at it. Butch, oh, Butch Davis dominated.
0: Butch Davis was a Hurricane head coach. He jumped over to Cleveland Browns. I mean, these guys take these jobs that they're just impossible to turn around. I just, I don't know if Urban Meyer is ready to tell a 35 year old man, "Shut up and let's play." You know what I mean? Like he's, he's not going to inspire somebody like that. That's going to be harder said than done. Now you can inspire some 18, 19 year old kid because you hold his cold college career. He's going to listen to you. You know, because you got to think. What was transfer portal wasn't even around when Ermine was there.
1: No, it wasn't open. So you, if it, you're at Host it was, but very limited basis. Right, they like, had so was, many rules and stuff, right? Yeah, you had to have some medical clearance to right, so right, get right. in the portal to then go somewhere. So when you're at Ohio
0: State, of- you're at Ohio State. You're not going to go anywhere. Yes, he knows it. Everybody knows it. You're going to tell some thirty-five-year-old man that's got six kids, two Lamborghinis, a mortgage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A crazy, two crazy ex-wives, a wife, and a girlfriend. You're going to tell him, shut up. I want you to run this lap or shut up. We're going to do this play. You got to get your <laughs> and ass in the and gap. And
1: side check that nobody knows right. about.
0: You're going to do, you know what I'm saying? He's probably sniffing a little powder on the side, taking some weed. And who knows? Who knows what's going on with these freaking guys? You're going to tell that grown man, hey, man, shut up and get in that gap. You're going to tell that man, hey, man, this is the defense we run. If you don't like it, get the hell out. He, of course he's going to leave. Of course he's going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he's going to be, I don't know. Urban Meyer is a, is a good college coach. He really is. He's proven it yeah. in two different colleges, but
1: NFL's a big puppy, the man. Obstacle, the biggest obstacle for these guys is in college, you can go recruit your own guys. Yeah. There is no salary cap. <laughs> right. You, know you pick your team. and In and, and the NFL, it's a little different because salary cap does matter. And, and, and those things, and again, how do you get a to – your, to your thing, how do you get an older guy to buy in – to a college coach kind of mentality, because Shiano didn't didn't do well. Nope, for that reason. The only Neither one that kind of did well was was, was Harbaugh, right?
0: J- not not John, but Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. Jim. He did okay, but then those two other years after Kaepernick and then went to the Super Bowl,
1: struggled. So I don't know what I, I I don't know. Yeah, and his brother's doing well for the Ravens, but he he really didn't have a college so, resume at all. Right. More NFL guy the whole time so no the, the way that people have been successful going from college to nfl is they go college coordinator in the nfl right for a couple of years and then become um, a head coach somewhere um so we'll see I, do I you think, think that's because they get their feet wet right i, I would assume it's because they I get their. So it has to be you it know what has to
0: mean? Be. you gotta get used to the nfl and how everything works there's some guys that don't even practice during the week and play on sunday yeah. How do you get over that as a head coach?
1: <laughs> in college, you don't
0: you don't even have the GM and the owner telling you what uh, to do. No.
1: No, that's I, you. know. I mean, we'll, we'll see, because you know, you got uh the, the guy that coaches over in Carolina, he's he's a former he's a former a Temple. I think it's
0: Temple or Rutgers or something, college coach. Is that what you're talking about yeah, over there? Something yeah. like
1: that. He was over there for a little bit. Yeah. Um so again. We're we're gonna we're gonna see how urban but I think the two places the two teams that are gonna come out right as the two people he's talking to has gotta be the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville jot
0: Who what's the draft order be. by the way? I think we haven't even established that yet, have we? And the, and the draft order we kind of see who's one, two, three, four. Cause I think he's a fourth or fifth team. Now, whoever the fourth or fifth team, he might try to. But that depends on well, what the coach is.
1: Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks to uh, the Houston Texans, your Dolphins have the fifth pick in the NFL draft. Well, He's not going there, <laughs> <yeah>. so <laughs> they have the fifth pick. But no, you got. Uh, I know the Jets are now locked in at two. Yeah, I mean, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars at one. Right. I think Miami's fifth through Houston because that's a Houston pick right. uh, that they're getting from that Laramie Tunzel trade of a uh, of of a year ago. I want to yeah. say. Yeah, speaking of Jets, so, uh, speaking of Jets. Four?
0: Your guy, your guy, I know you're a Jets fan. I'm just kidding. You're not a Jets fan. But <laughs> your guy, the Jets. I, I after that run over what, that Sam Darnold had. What the What the hell? Did, I thought the goal was to get the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> when did Sam this Darnold fucking goal change?
1: He did not agree with that.
0: <laughs> Trevor must He's have sent a, a text to somebody over there like, yo, you can have everything you want. You, I'm never going to be a Jet. So <laughs> good luck. You know what I mean? I mean, what are they doing over there? Sam, and for, for shout out to Cleveland. I'm going to give Cleveland some props here for having, what, four, five wide receivers not be on the roster?
1: Four receivers now. Four of oh their active receivers. So most teams, so you wonder why is that a big deal? It's huge. Most teams carry six receivers on an active day roster. And usually that six receiver is a special teams guy. That plays kick return. He all plays he return. He's a gunner. Yep. He's on kickoff team as a gunner. He doesn't really play offense at all. Right.
0: And for any game to go into any freaking game, to go into the Jets game, thinking, okay, well, we could just ground and pound with, with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. We'll be fine. We're gonna be okay. We'll line up with double tight sets. We'll be and you you barely lost. But <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. Don't give no. I'm the Browns should have won the game. It is oh, I New agree. York stinking Jets. I agree with you. you have Camara and Cream Hunt. Yes. You should have ran for 250 yards. Yeah. You should have put your foot down their throat. Yes. And won the game. Oh,
0: I totally agree with you. I didn't get to see the game. I heard that they loaded the box. I heard all that stuff. But still, you should have. So you find a way to win that game. You do not lose to the Jets what whatsoever. The Jets. But again... Shout out to the Jets. What? what in, I want to know what inspired these crazy guys to just say, you know what? Fuck this season. We're good. We're, fuck that number one pick. We're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're just going to do
1: what we, we want to do. It. But So I know you were talking about this before. Tell them about your speculation.
0: Oh, I totally think Trevor Lawrence, with through public or a friend or a nominee, just told him, I will never be a New York Jet, ever. I would never play for the New York Jets. I don't care what coach you get. I don't care what happens over in New York. I am not gonna be a jet. And they're like, all right, well, fuck it. Then we'll I guess we'll play some football games. And let's just go ruin some people's playoff hopes. Let's just go play and fuck some people
1: the thing up. Is, I believe it. I, I, I do too. I believe it because the 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 New York Jets has played the last two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different team. <laughs> they played the other 13, 14 weeks of the year.
0: Listen, let me tell you something. Also, you know how it works over there. You know what I'm saying? People, people in college know people in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? The Jets probably been calling down there for Nine, ten weeks now. Hey, 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 how's that Trevor guy down there? He's ready to be a New York Jet. And he you know, comes like, oh, I guess, you know, yeah, he hasn't really decided. All right, well, we're we'll excited get to get him. We'll, talk to him. we'll talk it over. We'll get him. Don't worry. And Trevor Lawrence is just ghosting their phone calls every week, week in and week out. He doesn't want to listen to him. And then finally, just like, listen, I don't think this fucking guy wants to be a New York Jet. He doesn't. No. So we just wasted ten games. Screw it. Let's go ruin everybody else's week. <laughs> let's go. Let's go play some football here, guys. Let's let's go win
1: some football games. Yeah. So they're like, all right. Is, is there someone we like it too? Is there someone we <laughs> like besides Trevor Lawrence? Yes. All right. Let's still do. Well, I, Jackson, you keep tanking. Yeah. We're gonna go win some games. What? Well, think spots. about think about Avoid the guys the coming out. New York, New York, San Diego drama right. that occurred with Eli and Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Avoid that. Right. We just switch spots.
0: Think think about that for a second. Think about. The quarterbacks that are coming out, right? You got Kyle Trask is possibly coming out, right? He has to come out of the college. Do you think so or no? Yep. Yeah, he will. He okay. Will. So then you have Justin Fields. You have Trevor Lawrence. You have Mac Jones, which I'm not sold that Mac Jones is a good NFL quarterback product at all whatsoever. But again, you have these guys that possibly coming out. And again, anybody that plays for Alabama, for some reason, everybody thinks they're going to be. You know, Gold. phenomenal goal because Nick Saban was a coach in the NFL, so he's getting NFL ready. So whatever the case is, which is not always the case, because he's had two quarterbacks that went into the league and just disappeared. I think they, I think they don't even commentate or do anything now. But those are possibilities. I think Jets are like, well, screw it. If we can't get Trevor Lawrence, we're, we're going to go after Kyle Trask. I mean, I don't think so, bro. Th- there's no. Then why win the draft games? Draft. Then why? I know you're supposed to win football games, but you were tanking. Everybody knew you were tanking. Everybody called that you're tanking, and now the last three weeks we turn it on and play some phenomenal JETS football. Get the hell out of here.
1: No, I think so. Yes, I think the Trevor Lawrence situation is true. They called Clemson to talk to Trevor. Trevor's like, yeah, I'm not going to play there. Do not draft me. I'm not going. I will come back to Clemson. If you draft me, I will not hire exactly. an agent. Wait till the draft. You draft me, I'm going back. Yeah, I think now they got to move on from it, but I think they will stick with Sam Darnold. Yeah, I think they will stick with Sam Darnold. If anything, I think they go maybe offensive line, defensive line route. Wow. They wow. try to find themselves a version of Chase Young for the Redskins, who's sure. probably for the Washington Football Team, who's probably going to be in a defensive rookie of the year. Oh, After the year he's had this year, what a monster! So to try to find a guy like him yeah. there, or maybe trade back and try to load up on receivers. There's it's a nice little receiver class that's coming out potentially, yeah. For these, I've to grab a couple of those guys to help Sam Darnold kind of put your chips around him a little bit, yeah. But you know, I think uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. Well,
0: it, it, to- it's going to be, and like I said, all the pieces have to shovel here, everything's got to move around. The draft is what in April. So they're going they're going to move around here come February March. There's going to be some major movements. Like I was telling you about the Lions, we're going to talk about your Bucks versus the Lions, man. What a great game for the Bucks. And you mentioned to me was it the Bucks having a great game or was the fact that the Lions have no head coaches all team moms are running the are running the show <laughs> over there. Just the team moms. What's oh, going on?
1: And Matthew Stafford gets hurt after the first drive or two. He yeah. can't play the rest of the game. And we're stuck with Chase Daniels trying to play quarterback. <laughs> exactly. So now you have that
0: situation going on, right? And you guys played great. I mean, remember, I, I told you before, the, before we hopped on here, I thought Brady rifling that throw to Antonio Brown in the back of the end zone with a defender on him. I mean, what a fucking rifle that was to sling that in there. And throughout the whole game, he was really showing that he still got the arm strength. Um, and he also set a Bucks record. What was it? Thirty-four touchdowns in a single season—the touchdown, highest touchdown record that he had, or whatever, from a quarterback, which was which was great. It really was great to see your Bucks play at that level. But again, was it the fact that the lines are like, eh, "Screw this, we don't have any coaches," you know, team moms? We got juice boxes and freaking pickle juice, and you know, what I'm saying some peaches over here. That's what we're playing for. What was it? Do you think your Bucks were that dominant? You just think the lines were that bad?
1: Ah, so there's two parts of me. Part part of me wants to believe that we've fixed it all. And yeah. again, so you know what the Bucks did differently this week? No. They won the coin toss, and typically, <laughs> when the Bucks win the coin toss, I know you're going to lie. I love this. Typically when the Bucks win the coin toss, they always defer. Okay. They've deferred all year long. Mhm. They chose this week. Fuck deferring.
0: We're gonna keep the ball.
1: We're gonna receive it. We're gonna start the game on offense. Okay. And then went straight down the field, scored a touchdown, and that led to the now. The fake Buccaneer fans
0: yeah.
1: will say, there they go. The Bucks got their crap together. They're going the right direction. They're going to Super Bowl. The yes. yes. <laughs> the the real Bucks fans know. We did what we should have done to a bad, a, a bad football team, yeah. e a team with no coaches at all. You had a first time, you basically had the equivalence of, and again, no offense to either one of us, but if you and I got called to go play, call a game on, oh, a, yeah. on a notice, I yeah. say, here's the call sheet. Good luck. Yeah. Right. And your wide receiver coach, who has never been a head coach, in his life before, now he's he's in charge of managing the game. Yeah. There's no defensive coaches at all because the D.C. and the position coach are all gone. So now they're all being replaced by assistant coaches who, again, this is on all on a short notice. Yep. The real football fan knows that this game didn't even matter. You were supposed to do it. You were supposed to beat him. Yeah. yeah, you were supposed yeah. to beat him. By a ton. The, the only guy that mattered was a special teams coach, and he did his job. He <laughs> found a way to score all the special teams against the Bucks. Right. They scored a punt return, you know, in the mid midway through the third quarter to get them to seven points. But it is what it is. Let's move on. But, again, it does set up nicely for us. Mm-hmm. The win does matter because the Rams lost to the Seahawks. Yes, they did. Yep. Now it moves us up because now we're a full one game ahead of the Rams. Um, so that moves up to fifth place in the standings. We get the pleasure of playing the NFC East now. Yes. All you got to do is win. Yeah. You win against the Falcons, and you're guaranteed to go to the NFC East, whether it be the Redskins or Washington football team, the Dallas Cowboys, or the Giants.
0: Now, if they lose, We're does anything team bad team happen
1: to them? Or does it? Yeah, they move down because if yeah. they lose and the Rams win, they'll be tied. Right. And the Rams have the head-to-head tiebreaker because the Rams beat us earlier in the year. But
0: they're still so in though.
1: We'll five, we'll go to six. Yeah, no, we've clinched. Yeah, no, no, that's that's that is the celebratory thing we're doing today on the show. Is the Bucks are in the playoffs for the first time in thirteen yeah. in thirteen long painful <laughs> years, and we are in. Yeah, now, my, my Dolphins I haven't been ten and five
0: since freaking two thousand six when. Ricky was still there. So, yeah, so we both
1: got things. <laughs> we started podcasts, and both of our teams have made it you're, into the dance. You're welcome, Which, Brian Flores. I helped you. Yeah, thank you, Brian. So in Tampa, it is the first time that the Lightning, the Rays, and the Bucks have all been in the playoffs in the same calendar year. Wow.
0: Do you? So, this is what other cities feel like. <laughs> This is, this, is what, this is what the Celtics and the Red Sox and the and the Patriots were feeling for so many years.
1: This is what the the, the Boston area with the Red Sox, the Patriots, and the Bruins, because they like they all make the playoffs all the time. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because you talk about, you know, the Patriots. Patriots got eliminated. Yeah. I, I know it's funny. It's short little TikTok. Infomercial. Uh, I saw your TikTok about about you. You know, talking. You you were the Jets talking. They're like, oh, we're here again. And then the Patriots were the newcomers to the being eliminated from contention. Right? <laughs> TikTok video. Hilarious. Yeah. Thank Did you. It. You gotta go check it out. But does this end the debate of is Brady? Does Brady need Belichick, or does Belichick need Brady?
0: No, it, it ended, man. It definitely ended. I mean. Bill Belichick was handed a, a tough bill, a tough um, I guess, you know, task of trying to play in the in the NFL with, you know, all of his starters basically opting out and playing, which is not an excuse. It's it's really not. You play, you get you try to win, you sign Cam Newton to try to help you. But looking on it, I don't know if Cam Newton was signed to help the Patriots or Cam Newton was signed to take the abuse for the Patriots, if that makes any sense for you. I think Cam Newton was signed on to I don't know. Take blame? No, 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 not take blame. In the burden? I think, I think Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick moves in chess pieces, right? So he's not thinking of this year. Once he saw his players opt out, he was probably thinking of twenty twenty one. So I think Cam Newton being here for one year, he was just like, "I'm not gonna let. What was it Statham? take all these hits? I'm not stadium. gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna let him get destroyed. Let him play. Let freaking Cam Newton, you know, play or whatever. Try to build a resume. And try to win the starting spot. I don't know if Cam Newton resigns. I don't know if they keep Cam Newton. Who knows what's going to happen with him. But again, that's another potential quarterback opening spot. And you have a lot of quarterbacks that might potentially leave. So I think it does end the the whole debate. I think Belichick needed Brady. I think Brady, even though he got into the playoffs, it wasn't as smooth as he originally thought it was going to be. Because I think that in some games you needed Belichick's experience to help you pass along. But Brady got it done, man. Brady Brady defeated the whole under-the-shadow thing or the monkey on my back type thing of Belichick helping him all
1: those years. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think so, too. I definitely think the debate's over. Brady didn't need Belichick as much as Belichick needed Brady. Yeah. Um, you kind of see, you know, the record, how much Brady held it together offensively for them. Yeah. And, you know, he's doing great here in Tampa. He, he broke, you know, he mentioned record-breaking. You know, he did break our single-season touchdown record with 36 touchdown passes held before by Jameis Winston, right. which now get him off the 30-for-30 30 30 interception list. <laughs> uh, so we get him off of that. Uh, but we'll see. Again, you know, playoffs are that matters. And for this team, this team was not put together in the way it was to be a playoff team only without winning in the playoffs.
0: Oh, that's well said, man. I totally agree with you. The last thing I want to talk to you about, you know, before we jump off the podcast here, we only got got about six minutes left. I want to talk to you about Heisman finalists because my dear King announced that he'll be coming back for one more year. Oh, boy. To play for the Miami Hurricanes. Shout out to him. I don't like the fact that our starting two defensive ends announced that they're going to play in the NFL and they're not going to play in the Cheez-It Bowl (laughs) game, which I know is just a... Uh, you know, a consolation prize of those bowl games. Um, you're freaking your Pitts guy from Florida. He left. Uh, he announced for the draft. He won't be playing your bowl game either, will he? He will not. That sucks, man. Trask loves that guy. But you still have enough more than enough weapons to to beat. Uh, was it Oklahoma? I believe you guys are playing. Yeah, you guys are playing Oklahoma. Yep, you beat Oklahoma. You, listen, I, I think you guys are gonna be fine. The Heisman can finalists that I want to talk to you about. Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Devontae Smith is on this list, and Kyle Trask. Those are the four guys that are left as far as the finals that have pulled away from the votes. Who do you think wins the Heisman Trophy and
1: why? Trevor Lawrence.
0: Okay, and uh, that's the end of On The Clock Radio. Thank you so much. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I agree. He's,
1: if anything, Trevor Lawrence has proven this year – that he can continue to carry a team with his arm and his legs. He's done it in both fashions this year. And again, nothing from Trevor Lawrence and, and Matt Jones and and even you know the receiver from Alabama. It's one of the first times we've had a receiver named as a Heisman finalist since uh who was it? A guy from Michigan, Howard.
0: Um, I know you're talking about Shoeless Howard. No, no, no. What was his name? I know you're talking about. I know you're talking. He's on He's on freaking uh, Desmond Howard. Howard. Yeah, yeah. God, we had a brain fart there. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I get it. But Trevor, what Trevor Lawrence and the impact he has, we saw it in the Notre Dame Clemson rematch. Oh yeah, you saw his effect. That is why he is going to be the the Heisman Trophy winner. That's my guy. If I had a vote, that's who I vote for. Even though I'm a Florida guy, yeah, and I love Florida and I love Cal Trask. To me, because the Gators are a three-loss SEC team, well said. carries weight because, again, it's about what you do in those big games. And, you know, you think about that LSU game they lost. He had three turnovers yeah. in that game. It's a pivotal game. They needed a win to have a chance, right? That Alabama game, you know, it mattered, but it really didn't because right. they lost LSU the week prior. You go back to that Texas A&M loss early in the year, you got to be able to win that. You got to have, you know. We kept looking for that Heisman moment from Trask, and it just never really surfaced. Where that Notre Dame rematch game—that was Trevor Lawrence Heisman moment.
0: Yeah, if Kyle Trask beats Alabama, he he he's possibly now being talked about. Yeah, with with Trevor I Lawrence, I agree with that man. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been doing it for a long time now. You know, he, he's just. If you never got a chance to watch him, he's amazing to watch play football, man. You know what I mean? I think he's going to be great in the league. I hope he is. At least he's going to be great in the league. Devontae Smith, as a freshman, has been – he has set the world on fire at that position in Alabama. it, it looks – especially with the guys that have come before him. You know, you, you got to think Julio Jones, uh, Judy. Like, these guys were uh, – Ridley. These guys were freaking amazing receivers to to have. And, and you know, he's in that category, Devontae Smith. So, I, I got. I don't know, man. I, I I think Trevor Lawrence pulls out and wins. <sighs> I don't know, man. It, it, this this Heisman race has been kind of nutty and crazy this year. Cool. I, I I think Trevor Lawrence gets it. I really think Trevor Trevor Lawrence gets it. And as a Miami Hurricane, I think Kyle Trask deserves it. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, I know. I know Trevor Lawrence is going to get it. The three losses to an SEC team. I, I understand your theory. I get that stuff, but I've I've yet like well, how, who was the guy? The Georgia that played so well against, I can't remember the quarterback's name. From, I think his name is Jake Fromm. Yeah, Jake, Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm played really well against Alabama. I, I really like watching him play. It was great. Still didn't play as great as Kyle Trask did. You know what I mean? I haven't seen any great quarterbacks play Alabama that way except Trevor Lawrence. And the only difference between Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Trask was Trevor Lawrence won the game. You know what I mean? If Kyle Trask wins that game, that's that's a different story to sit there and, and sell. You're like, well, this guy possibly could win the freaking Heisman here. You know what I mean? Um, but you're right, man, Trevor Lawrence is, is the greatest. And and we said it last week on the podcast when when Dabble Sweeney's told everybody the Heisman people want this guy on their trophy. You know, I thought that was a great selling point. He told them like, these guys want Trevor Lawrence to be associated with the Heisman. Right. You know what I mean? So I think he wins it, man. Uh, I think Kyle Trask deserves it. I think Mac Jones did a, a tremendous job, but it is Alabama. I think it's a system thing in Alabama, um, along with da- Devontae Smith to have two guys at Alabama be on the Heisman list. Is I don't know if it's unfair it's or impressive. what. It's it impressive. impressive for sure. It is, man. One guy's throwing to the other guy, and these both of these guys are. You know, <laughs> it's like a little bit of cheating. You, you might as put the guy that I'm kind of disappointed in not being there was was Najee Harris. That's the guy from Alabama, the running back. I was kind of like, okay, I understand the numbers.
1: Put a third one up there. Put Why a third not Alabama guy up there? So who do you take off? Who do you take off? You take off Mac Jones. Yeah. So to me, I think this guy's a little overrated. Think so too. I don't think Matt Jones really that good. I, D- D- Devontae, yes. Najee Harris, absolutely. That guy needs to be oh. on that list for what he's done this year. Right. But. No, you can't have three Alabama players in <laughs> there. They would be like,
0: yeah, this is definitely cheating. We can't do this.
1: <laughs> They're on to us.
0: College football already loves Nick Saban. Stop it! <laughs> right. But again, it,
1: what, as a side note, we got to go up the show here. No, go ahead. Did you see, Dabo Sweeney ranking his top teams in the coaches poll. Was that not hilarious? We never got a chance to talk about it. We didn't. Okay, so if you missed it, so the coaches they get they rank the teams as well. And that's how the coaches poll kind of gets decided between the coaches poll and the AP poll. You get the overall poll, right? It's kind of yeah. how uh, part partially how it works until they start the college football team playoff committee starts their own voting. But yeah, Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban for that matter, both do not like Ohio state. No. So Dabo had Ohio state as the 11th best team in the country, right? <laughs> Taking a straight, Stab at them, yeah. And then Alabama had them as eighth. Neither one of them had them in their top four, and they both had Texas A and M as the number four team. Yeah. So they both wanted to see Texas A and M in the college football playoffs. Well,
0: because what they played know? they played eleven games. Ohio State did not play, and and uh, you know it's funny. On Facebook, I'm, I'm friends with Ohio State coaches. I'm friends with a lot of them. I love them to death. They're good guys. All of you guys that are listening. I know you guys listen. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> but you did play freaking eleven games, man. You you guys are a dominant team. And if you and then people have to tell them, well, if you put add five more teams on there, they're gonna kick their ass anyway. You know who they're gonna play? Who who's the five teams that they're gonna play that's gonna even challenge them? You're right, I get you. But you still gotta play the game. You guys started late. You first of all, you didn't want to play. First of all, the Pac-Tens, that were not playing. Right? <laughs> The Pac-12, whatever. you We're not playing. We're not playing. Screw you guys. Now you're playing. What's the problem?
1: They're not, part of, they're not part of the Pac-10 or Pac-12. Big
0: 12, whatever the shit is, right? You guys didn't want to fucking play. Now you're playing, and you deserve to go to be the national. No, I don't think you should be in there, man. Not that you guys are not the dominant team. You just... you. Start, everybody's been playing 11 games. You know how hard it is it's to like, play 11 games with COVID?
1: Yeah. Do <laughs> you know Somehow, what I'm saying? All the other teams find a way. Ohio State doesn't. And... Again, yes, we have a lot of we have a lot of Ohio State listeners, yeah, on podcast. I love they're you guys. from what I'm about to say, yeah. they're going to get killed. <sighs> by listen, it's not even gonna be close.
0: Listen, last time it was close, it was a close game last time that they played. That's because you had eleven games under your belt. You haven't been challenged by anybody. You haven't been gone through any adversity. You're about to go through a shit-hot Clemson team right now, who all they want to do is destroy you, because Dabo Sweeney put you at eleven. That's
1: right. Dabo's got him on the bulletin board already. <laughs> that was all bulletin board material for
0: two weeks. He's been telling his team, if we are going to kick the shit out of them, and if you don't kick the shit out, of them, I'm taking your scholarships away. You know what I right, mean? Right. To be here, we don't. He's gonna. He's gonna sit there and sell that. And maybe they put up a fight. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe they do put up a fight. Maybe they do. But I'm telling you right now, as of right now, I see why Dabble put them on there. I see why Alabama put them on there. I see why a lot of teams did it. You didn't play 11 games. No no shot to your organization. No shot to your program. You're still Ohio State. I get that, but you didn't play 11 games. And in this season, particularly this season, with COVID and all the rules and everything that you had to do, for any team to make it to 11 games,
1: it's, a, it's that that alone is an accomplishment. It, imagine you,
0: I can't even, well, I can't even fathom the college level pressure that they had. We had pressure in high school level, right? It was week to week with us. It was whoever it, shows up this week.
1: <laughs> we play for free.
0: <laughs> I get paid in chicken wings and fucking French fries. Okay, you're welcome. You are. Thank welcome. you for that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> but th- I'm serious. You get paid. You know what I'm saying? You're not really getting paid enough for high school. I can't imagine the pressure. That you're feeling from a big time program that you got to make sure, sure you got to make sure fifty three kids and your
1: staff are abiding by the COVID rules, plus a hundred people. That's easily hundred people. We talked about this before. It's easy like to rush on, on a college roster between pl- active players, coaches, media yeah. assistants, so the assistant coaches, the equipment people, this medical. Oh my god, the list goes on and on and on. It, it does, man.
0: And and Ohio State, you did in six, which is great. Texan A M did it with eleven guys. Played seven SEC teams, by the way. Played them and oh. won. What? How can you tell them no that they're not the fourth best
1: team to play right now?
0: And again, they might get their shit kicked. They might get their head beaten. Who knows? But they deserve, they, deserve they deserve to be
1: there. They deserve to be there. They they deserve the opportunity to get their head k- get kicked in by Clemson. <laughs> Absolutely. <I'm laughs> it doesn't matter who's showing up against
0: them. And Ohio State does right Alabama I think they're going to play that Alabama whoever it doesn't even matter if it was Clemson Alabama you're going to get your head beaten.
1: it doesn't matter you're going to be those two in in the dancehall championship game again
0: it would have been fun to see it would have been fun to watch um those guys but George listen man that that hits us one hour on the head man so I, I appreciate all the time that you did man everything for Christmas I'm looking forward to 2021 and what holds uh true with uh with on the clock radio which if you guys have made it to the end of the podcast, just know we have some huge, huge announcements here coming January. You, you, you're going to love every bit of it. We have a coaches uh, uh, roundtable slash um, interviews that we're going to be doing with coaches around the around the league, in NFL, college, high school, wherever we can get them to talk about tr- true football. Um, it's going to be on YouTube videos. We have a whole thing planned for 2021. It's going to be done bigger, better. Um, so be careful. Do what you got to do. Be safe getting into 2021. Wear your mask. Please wear your
1: mask. And uh, I'll see you on the other side, George. Yeah. If you enjoyed today's show, again, you know, our next episode will be January 1st. It'll be kicking off the new year. So if we don't talk to you before then, definitely have a safe and happy new year. Uh, visit our Facebook group. Join our debates at On the Clock Sports Talk. Visit our website at OTC Sports Talk. Dot com, send us an email with your comments. If you want to join the show, anything you want to add on to as well, feel free to send us an email on the clock 20 at gmail.com until next time in 2021, you're on the clock.